Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gluten-Free Voice. If you have been following along in our audio diary, you know that Jessica and her family have been gluten-free now a little over four weeks. And so we've been following along her pro- progress just to see, you know, catch up with her and see, you know, the emotional um, hurdles that you go through in making the transition to gluten-free, but also just the realistic, okay, real-life choices that you have to make every day when you or a family member are living gluten-free because of a medical need. So I want to welcome Jessica back to the show today. Thank you so much for joining us, Jessica. Thanks. I know, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, I know we have... Um, We've really pried into your personal life quite a bit. I really do appreciate it, but I think it's it's so helpful and I've already heard from so many people who have been listening along to, you know, sort of hear from you. Yes, does uh, the exact same thing happened to me or yes, I I have the same concern or, you know, I'm really upset about this or I don't know what to do about that. And so it's nice to hear, you know, from someone else if you maybe don't have a support group nearby or you don't have um the resources available that some other people might that you know you're doing all the right things. So I really really appreciate you taking the time to join us again. And we missed last week because I was at Natural Products Expo East learning about all the new gluten-free products that are coming out, which is very exciting. And I know you've been doing some shopping since last we talked. You've hit some yes. new stores, haven't you? Yes, we um, we have. And we've been much more adventurous at home making things. And actually, we have hosted friends a couple times. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, my daughter really takes pride in that, you know, having, like, her friends over, and they're eating completely gluten-free, and they Mm -hmm. don't know the difference, and it's good for her and, you know, good for everyone. So, yeah, actually, that's happened a couple times. We've had some of her little friends over and had little gluten-free dinner parties, mini dinner parties. Well, I know, and she she's made cookies a few times and taken them and yes. shared them on on yes. your court where you live as well. So it's yes. it's kind of a a fun thing that I see happen a lot with families who have a child who goes gluten free. You know, you may or may not have been you know a big baker or have baked a lot with your kids, but your the kids if they get involved in the process of baking gluten free, then they kind of take ownership of it, and and those children tend to be the ones that you know they just really start loving cooking and baking and getting in the kitchen with mom and, you know, having a really good time. It's kind of a side benefit of the whole process. So I think you're seeing that a little bit with her, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And the two-year-old well, so likes to get in the flour, too. The two-year-old. <laughs> well, at least when you have only gluten-free flour in the house, it's okay if the two-year-old spreads it, it around. Yes, yeah, it is. So what kinds of stores have you been to since we last talked? I know initially you were, you know, trying to stay in the the health food stores where you felt like it was yeah. easier to find gluten-free foods and you were shopping very safely by just buying things that were replacements for the things that you had liked before. So you said you ventured yeah. out a little bit. Tell us about that. We did. Yes, we have. Um, now, I mean, the the Wegmans by us has, like, gluten-free aisles, so we were kind of in there, too. But I am happy to say that I did go to just the regular old Safeway and just shopped sort of in sort of the regular, you know, any any aisle that I wanted to, kind of. I didn't mm-hmm. feel sort of, um, and that that actually was a little bit liberating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. We do it. <laughs> And it's fine, yep. you know. Good. So, good. Yeah. So we we've done that. So um, so yeah. Now I don't. I'm not actually nervous about any of the stores. I feel like okay. Now I have a firmer grip 
Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, we've talked yeah. before, too, part of the process of going gluten-free and yeah. cooking for your family is, you know, kind of returning to whole foods and returning to, yeah. you know, real, unprocessed, uh, you know, natural foods, foods in their unadulterated state. And there's a little saying about going to a regular grocery store, if you're eating gluten-free or even just trying to eat more healthily, if you stick to the outside of any store, like the, the edges of the four corners of that store, tends to be in a normal grocery store store where you buy fruits and vegetables and frozen fruits and vegetables and, and things like that, meats and, and seafood, they all tend to be on the, the outside edges. And if you just stick to that, you can pretty much go in any store and find things that are naturally gluten-free. Yeah. We did go to our Asian market, our local Asian market as well, uh-huh. for produce. I wanted to right. try that out, but we didn't venture into any other any other aisles, but just for produce. And that's more, I had kind of heard that their produce was a little more reasonably priced, and since we are going through it like absolute crazy, like we never have before, mm-hmm. um, I just thought to save a little bit more, you know, money to try that out too. So that's oh, yeah. really smart. And then in terms of eating out, I know you've been cooking a lot in, in, and we'll talk about that. But have you gone to some other restaurants? Have you ventured out looking for gluten-free menus? We did, yes. We um, went out as a family for the very first time last weekend, and um, I was really nervous. I mean, I was almost shaking (laughs) um, when I ordered. (laughs) I was just so nervous, and we were with Mm -hmm. friends. We met another um, family friend, and... Um, but it's a local pizza place, and mm-hmm. um, and we had gone there, and they do offer gluten-free pizza, which, you know, we know is good for her, but I just wanted to make sure that they were going to prepare it in an appropriate way, and and um, and we kind of know them. We've, you know, we've, we've been there before. They know us a little bit, so this is our first time, but, and I just explained to her, like, we need gluten-free pizza, and we need it to be 100%, like, so I asked kind of, I just asked her, like, how do you do that? How is it made? How is it separated? And they actually prepare it separately, put it in a pan, and put it in a separate oven. And um, and actually, when the guy came out and made it, came um, out to put it in the oven, he almost put it in the wrong oven, and she was watching him, and I was standing there, too. And she was like, no, 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 this one, you know. So mm-hmm. um, so that made me feel really good. And um it's and nice when you have those restaurants where you can see yeah. what they're doing in the kitchen. You yes. know, the kitchen's exposed like that, and you can sort of well, loiter and <laughs> keep yeah. an eye on things. And even when she said, oh, they make it in the back, I was thinking, like, can I go back there? Because, you know, but mm-hmm. I tried to have faith that they were, you know, doing it in a separate way, which, you know, I I, I think it was great. So and it was nice. The only The only little trick we had is they always have these little samples of cookies, Mm-hmm. Um, at the counter, and poor little Abby, like she kind of, all her friends were like reaching up and having samples, and she kind of reached her hand up, and I kind of like real quick, like no, 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 mm-hmm. and I did feel bad. That was like one of the first times I think that we've had like an incident where she really felt like sad, and yeah. oh gosh, I can't have it. But it was, you know, I mean, it worked out fine. It was just my sort of like gut reaction to. <clears throat> Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and she'll and as I, she gets older and more used yeah. to it too. She'll she'll be the one double checking and you know making yeah. sure that this, this is gluten free before she eats there. So right. you ate at the local pizza place. Any place else yes. that she's gone out? And then um, yesterday we had a little treat um, after their dentist appointment. We went out for frozen yogurt. They had given us little coupons for frozen yogurt. And so we went there, and, I mean, honestly, I didn't even think about it until we got in, and I just thought, oh, my goodness, is this gluten-free? Do I need to check? And 
um, I, I just I just wasn't even thinking at all. And, of course, at that point, the kids were super excited. But luckily, yeah. one of the um, paintings on the wall says, you know, no gluten, you know, in addition to oh, probiotics good. and all this stuff that it said. So um, we had a little bit of navigating at the toppings bar. <laughs> Six <laughs> toppings, not all gluten-free. No. But, um, mm-hmm. but, yeah, but we navigated it just fine and... And it, it really it worked out it worked out fine, but it was just a moment where I thought, oh, I don't have anything with me. I don't have any treats or any anything with me. But but it worked out just fine. So, so well, we're getting over a, some of those. Yeah. Well, and that's a really good point about bringing treats with you. You know, if you always have a gluten free cookie or something in your bag, then when she wants the, the samples of cookies up there, what everyone else is yes. eating, or if you know you go into yes. a place where she can't eat, you have something to offer, and it's a fantastic idea. And yes. also the point about frozen yogurt and also ice cream. You know, if if you are be able to do dairy, most ice creams and frozen yogurts are gluten free. Of course, you have to worry about the cones, obviously. Um, yes. Get them in a cup, but the toppings um, are a problem. And you know, if it's a toppings bar where they kind of take one uh, spoon and go from one mm. topping to another, that's a problem. And you know, you also have to watch out for things that have like the word brownie or cookie in the flavor because they probably do have pieces of brownie or cookie in the flavor. So there are some things you need to look out for. Um, if you do hit a topping bar like that where they do seem to be contaminating one thing to another, all you need to do, unless you just want to have some fruit, which is a wonderful topping idea and you're safe there with the fruit, is to ask them to please prepare a fresh you know, topping for you. So you know, whatever that mm. is in the back that they break up an, another um, chocolate bar or whatever. And that way you don't have to worry about whether the, you know, there's been crumbs that, that get from one thing into another. Most places are pretty accommodating with that as you explain, you know, your reasons. But you you bring up a good point with that is that, you know, you think, okay, yogurt's fine, but, and then you have to, you know, you really, that but is always the, the thing that gets you. And it's something that you have to sort of just keep your eye out for and, um, you know, make sure that you're conscientious, which you definitely sound like you are, about all of those things. Well, I wanted to also talk to you about, you know, the stuff that you're doing at home. I know you said you've become more adventurous, but you've also returned to, you know, some of your family's favorite meals and just made them gluten-free or found that they were naturally gluten-free. And so you've kind of broken out of your having homemade gluten-free pizza or tacos every night rut, I guess. Yes. Although we still do a lot of that stuff just because we like it. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know, that's what I tell people when they first go gluten-free is you definitely need to hold on to those family favorites and just find a way to make them gluten-free so you don't feel like you're missing out. Right. Yes. So talk to us about some of the things that you've been making in the kitchen. So we, um, well, we, um I guess the biggest thing that we've done that's different or also I have done, um, I've been using my crock pot a lot more. Mm-hmm. I found a fantastic website that I love of a, a woman who took, um, well, she did, she is gluten-free, but I guess she had done a challenge of every day, a crock pot recipe, which is great for, um, I just don't have the time. I mean, hardly anyone does, I guess, but to be cooking and making stuff all day, and so the Crock-Pot has been a wonderful alternative, and all the things that we've tried in the Crock-Pot have been great, have been big hits, 
and that's great. And is that Stephanie O'Day's um, yes. Stephanie O'Day's cookbook? Yeah, um, yes. she it's a wonderful cookbook, and you're right, it is a different crockpot recipe for every day of the year. And her daughter is gluten free, um, and so she had sort of needed to go down that path. But it's a fantastic resource. So, what are some of the kinds of things you've been making in the crockpot? So last night when um, we had when my daughter had her little neighbor friends over for their birthday, um, we had this delicious pizza chicken. <laughs> now here we go with the pizza. <laughs> but there was no it. dough involved at all. <laughs> okay. Um, you know that was so that was really good. Um, as soon as I was thinking about that, I was like, oh no, pizza. The, no, those Nelsons. Um, but anyway, um, so then the but the other ones that we've had, we had a roast that had like cranberry, mm-hmm. um, can of cranberries in it, and Dijon, and that was. Really delicious. I was afraid the girls weren't going to like that, but um, everyone ate it up. And then we also did a rib, like a short ribs, with some like the Chinese five spice, or like a little spicy, a little sweet, and um, mm-hmm. and those were a huge hit with um, with everyone. But you know, my husband too, who well, you know, likes to eat meat and uh, you know a hearty, good hearty meal, and mm-hmm. and it was so easy, all so easy. So. And we could kind of adapt, leave the cheese off or on. We're still trying to do minimal amounts. I do give her occasional dairy, but, um, you know, minimal amounts with her. So mm-hmm. um, so we could kind of, you know, adapt it to what, what worked for everyone else. So That's so it was, great. It's been really good. Yes. Well, and in terms of, you know, things that you have made that did require kind of some adaptation to make them gluten-free, what kinds of things have you been making using gluten-free flour or mixes or things like that? Yes. Um, we have, um, I mean, all the pastas, like we've been just trying the, you know, the the rice pasta was a big hit mm-hmm. with us also. Um, and then... Um, I'm trying to think of what else we have made. Um, you know, we used the tortillas, your um, which we had used for our Mexican, for our fajitas. Mm-hmm. But those made an awesome pizza crust. The tortillas. Also, the tortillas we used. Oh, I rolled them a little thicker. Uh-huh. I rolled them a little thicker and not. I didn't do like for the tortilla ones. I did use like a plate and cut them so they were round and looked tortilla-y. Um, mm-hmm. But. I rolled them a little bit thicker, and they made wonderful. And we had that another time when we had some um, of my daughter's friends over and made little, like, in, in individual pizzas. And um, That's really smart. And those, were, those were great, yeah. And so those are in the freezer all the time, ready. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think so of So the tortillas weren't hard to make from scratch, were they? They were simple. They were so easy. Um Yes, they. I mean, so easy. I don't know why I never did that before. So. Well, it, because we didn't have to, and that's you know, I was yeah. this past weekend. I was in Iowa um, teaching at a celiac conference, and um, at the end of the day, I also did some cooking demonstrations. And one of the things that I was showing people how to make was homemade ravioli, gluten free. And I said, you know, everyone thinks, oh my goodness, that would be so hard to make because we never had to make it before. You know, if you wanted ravioli, you just went to the store and bought ravioli. If you wanted flour tortillas, you went to the store and bought flour tortillas. And now that you're gluten-free, you know, you actually have to either find something that's already made, and oftentimes 
super duper expensive if it's pre-made um, or maybe substandard. Maybe your family doesn't like them. And so you think, well, maybe I should try to make it, but it seems like it would be so hard. And my entire cooking demonstration in Iowa this weekend was showing how to make things that you think might be hard and make them really easy. So I made ravioli, which, by the way, you need to try. And we call that here our leftover night. <laughs> we just throw everything from our refrigerator leftovers. We put it inside the ravioli. And it's really fun and easy, and the kids love you know helping with that. But we made ravioli, we made homemade toaster pastries, we made graham crackers, we made oh my goodness, um, oh gingerbread men. I don't even remember all the stuff that I made anymore. Oh focaccia, I made homemade focaccia, which is very similar to my homemade pizza. So yeah, I mean all kinds of things you might think. Oh, that sounds really hard. But I'm so glad to hear that you you know jumped yeah. right in and tried it, and now you know how easy it is. And smart, it smart, so smart easy. to have yeah. it in the freezer. Yeah, and they that's loved. Great. I mean, especially Abby was kind of my you know special helper. But we put our aprons on and roll. I mean, mm-hmm. she really got into that you know also. So that's fantastic. So yeah, I've been trying, but we've just been eating, like, a ton of salads, which mm-hmm. that is not, I mean, not that we don't, but, you know, it was always kind of like a side thing, whereas I feel like the salads are becoming more meals and things on top of them, and it's like a little salad bar every night, and they just, they love it, and, that, and I put a salad in their lunch every single day, and wow. too, and I just, it again, it's it's something we probably always should have done, but it's, it's been great. Um, you know, it's been great. So I feel like we're all healthier in the long run. I think yeah, I oh, that's fantastic. That's really great to hear because I think, um, you know, a lot of times you get into a lunchbox rut too and that yeah. you've broken out of that a bit and have been able to put some healthy choices in their meals is really, that's really super. Well, have you guys made anything, I guess, uh, didn't you say you made some cupcakes at some point? Yes. And we any have, other um, goodies? We have, yes, we have our bunch of, little bit of fun stuff in the freezer. We have um, <laughs> chocolate and vanilla cupcakes, mm-hmm. always on hand. And then I made a bunch of cookie dough also with those cookie, the cookie recipe that we had made. Um, mm-hmm. and. Different things. You know, I put little mini M&Ms and, uh, you know, things like that just to mix it up a little bit. So but we smart. have all that in the freezer just on hand. Mm-hmm. And even last night when we, I was going to make cupcakes for the little girls' um, birthdays, you know, pull out some of the cupcakes that I had. But one of the girls didn't really like cupcakes, and I thought, well, no problem. I got cookies, too. So, cookies, you know, for their little birthday dessert. So, um, and all everything again that Abby could have, and they had too, and gobbled it all. They all gobbled it all up. So, That's so we great. do have some of that stuff on hand. Um, and have you had? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was I just going to ask say, you how you did that with school, because I know, you know we had talked about whether you're going to take cupcakes or things like that into the school. Have you had an opportunity to figure out how you're handling that yet? Um, right now, I um, have. Just sort of an emergency, like the Oreo type cookies mm-hmm. there, and her and Abby's favorite candy, like with her teacher in like a mm-hmm. something, in a box for her. Um, and her teacher has been great. Um, every time there is a birthday coming up, the um, teachers asked all the parents to let the teacher know what they are bringing, and mm-hmm. she has been great. So she emailed me when there's a birthday and said, "Oh, there's a birthday tomorrow. They're they're bringing cookies." So I have a really great relationship, I think, with the teacher in that way that she is, 
giving me the alert of what. So if there's a cupcake, yeah. then I can bring in a cupcake. So that actually seems to be going just fine. And then obviously there is that emergency if something happens. She always can have an Oreo, which we don't give her just all the time, you know. So and the gluten-free it will Oreo. Be, it would be special. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I think that's great, and it's really smart if you can get the teacher on board, like you say, to yeah. – figure out what the treat is that the family is going to bring in. You can match that treat. I remember um, a few years ago a woman contacted me for advice because her daughter was going to go to a bat mitzvah, and she said, "I, you know, there's so many different things that they're going to be having at this bat mitzvah, and I, I don't know what to give my daughter because she's, you know, there's tons of food, and, and she's like, I don't know what to do because she has celiac. And I said, well, why don't you call the caterer and find out exactly what they're going to have there, and then you make a gluten-free version of every single one of those things and take it. And now, mind you, like this, is, this woman was... She she really wanted to do that. Sometimes, you know, it's just it's too much for someone to, to do all of those things. But if, you know, you really do want your child to feel like they can have everything everyone else is having, then there are ways to find that out. And what this woman did was she did call the caterer and she found out they were going to have pizza and soft pretzels and chocolate cake and, like, all these very glutinous wow. items. And I gave her recipes for every one of those things, and she, God love her, she made them. And she said that they were a huge hit, and the other kids wanted her daughters because her, her soft pretzels looked better and, you know, all of that wow. kind of thing. So she was just so excited about having the opportunity to make her daughter feel normal and to make her feel like she wasn't missing out on anything. So that where there's a will, there's a way. And if you have time to investigate and to do it, then I totally recommend that. I think that's awesome, and I'm really glad you've worked that out with her teacher. Yes, yeah, yeah. And the times we have taken the cupcakes, um, everyone loves them. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, like the adults, too. In fact, the last time we went to a little party, I brought some, kind of intending just for just the kids. <laughs> but the adults all wanted them, too, and, and didn't, you know, all get them. So, you know, I mean, everything... Pretty much everything we've tried that we well everything that we've tried that we've made, um, pretty much has been has been a huge hit and again, not very noticeable. I mean, no one even really batted a eyelash. In fact, somebody said to me like, "Oh yeah, I could tell the chocolate chips were different or something," and I was like, "Oh well, no, the chocolate chips were the same." You know, so it's like, you know, any <laughs> difference they're noticing isn't even a real difference. Right, you know, right. They oh, think funny. they notice, you know. So, right. So they think yes, they're on then, to you. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, now, if you were to talk to somebody who was getting ready to get started on a gluten-free journey like yours, how would you describe, you know, your confidence level with baking before you started all of this out? I mean, were you like a scratch baker? Did you bake a lot? Did you do homemade bread? I mean, what? how would you describe that? And, you know, in the context of, you know, my goodness, now you're making all of this stuff from scratch. How, how would you, you know, give them some level of confidence in trying their hand at it too? Yeah, I, um, I like to bake, um, but I – don't know that I am always that great at it, um, and um, and so I would, you know, I would consider myself average um, previously, and now, um, you know, making everything, um, it it really has not been that difficult. My biggest thing with baking, honestly, is just following. I'm a recipe, total recipe person. I've never ever 
been a this or this and that kind of person. Mm-hmm. I need to follow the recipe. And you know, my biggest detriment is just not following. You know, like I miss a step. Um, in fact, I made the breadsticks. Um, your breadsticks, which just came out of the oven a little bit ago, and mm. my house smells divine. I cannot wait for the kids to get home. Um, but yeah, even that's as I was awesome like, reading, recipe. yeah, even as I was reading through the recipe, um, you know, forgot the yeast, and I'm rolling them, rolling them, and, and thinking, oh great, I didn't even put that in. So you know, I <laughs> threw it all back in the mixer. <laughs> it happens to everybody. No, and, and that's the smart uh, thing and, to do: throw it on back. Right. So, you know, I think I think that's um, sort of my biggest detriment. But I'm a by-the-recipe kind of girl, and um, and there's a ton of recipes out there. I have not – I have a long list of things that I still want to try, and um, – but none of it's – none of it's difficult. Um, now, I haven't experimented outside. Um, I've been using your flowers, which I think – have been perfect. Um, so I haven't done, you know, like some of the recipes, like if you read just regular recipes, there's like a cup of this kind of flour and a couple, you know, we mm-hmm. haven't been messing with that at all. And um, that maybe is advanced, I don't know, but we've been doing all your flour and that's well, truly been all purpose for us. Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. It's, yeah. If there is a recipe that you want to try that does say that, you know, a quarter cup of this kind of flour and a half yeah. cup of this kind of flour plus some sanding gum, what I always tell people is just total up the complete amount of all the flowers, including the xanthan gum. So maybe there's, you know, half cup of this, half cup of that, half cup of this, you know, and so then you'd say a cup and a half of my flour instead. And okay. you don't add any more xanthan gum because it's already in my flour. So that's okay. a way to use those other types of recipes if you you know if you find one that you want and you're using a flour like mine that already has anything a minute um then that's that's the way to do it so it's it, it was so daunting for me when I first went gluten free looking at recipes like that and I don't know if you felt that way Jessica or not but you'd look at a recipe and you know there's 17 different ingredients and I'm like oh, yeah. for this and then I didn't have no. most of them you know so I just right. wouldn't make anything which is why it was so great for me when I develop that all-purpose flour because then it just meant I was baking just like I used to. If it called for flour, I put flour in. I didn't have to Absolutely. put, you know, six different ingredients. So um, I'm really mm-hmm. glad to hear that you've been enjoying that. Yep. So the breadsticks turned out for you today, huh? Yes. They, they, I was so excited to try it. I burned my tongue a little bit. <laughs> I was like, when they came out of the oven. <laughs> but they really are so they really are um, so good. I can't wait. In fact, I was going to make something else for dinner, but now I'm going to change and do like a little sort of Italian night because I made some tomato sauce, fresh tomato sauce. And mm, um, I think now I'm going to switch and do like a little Italian thing so we can have these with them if they don't eat them when they get home from school. Yeah, I actually I had a dinner party last week, and I made a double batch of the, those. And How many breadsticks did you get out of that batch? Let's see. Okay, minus the one that I... Sorry, eight. Uh, let's see. I got um, eight, 16. Um, I probably got 20 out. Okay, so you got 20 yeah. breadsticks. I rolled them small, I, yeah. Yeah, and I did too. So I, I made a double okay. batch. I probably had at least 40 breadsticks. And I had a ton of other food as well. And nobody, there's one other person at the dinner party besides me who, who ate gluten-free. And... 
people would come over and they would they would sort of investigate the bread basket and they would break off like a half of it. Just you know how you do when you're like, I'm not sure I'm gonna like this, so I don't want to seem rude and not finish it. So they would break off a half of it and then you'd see their eyes get really big and they would go, oh, and they would like grab the rest of it and then they would come back and go, can I have another one? I mean, is that rude? And then one woman said, is it rude if I have another one? I don't care. I'm taking it anyway. <laughs> it was just, oh, it was hilarious and you know obviously gluten free and nobody was even everyone was totally happy with it. So um, that's yeah. the kind of recipe that you love to showcase, you know, at a party like that when people think, you know, gluten-free bread is terrible. Oh, they're very yeah. easy to do. They're yeah, very I'm so easy glad. Yeah. yeah, and no, then we, we yeah. I mean, well, I'm just the bread thing is bread. Yeah. Right. And and people, and I know you and I have talked about it, and your daughters are a little picky about the gluten-free bread that's out there on the market right now. You've tried the frozen bread, so um, oh, haven't really found anything that people have enjoyed, I guess, at your house in the frozen right. apartment. So you're now trying your hand at making gluten-free bread. And the breadsticks yeah. recipe is a great one because you can make that in muffin cups if you want to, and it makes like a little, like a small sandwich if you just cut it in half, um, kind of like a bun, you know. Um, the same breadsticks recipe, or you can obviously use the breadsticks as they are. But there are lots of other, you know, wonderful recipes out there to make homemade bread. And I understand that you have a tip for people who are looking to buy a gluten-free bread maker. Yes, we did get we got a new bread maker last week. I could, I was just so excited to try it out. I could barely sleep, like to wake up and <laughs> and, uh, and do it. <laughs> Anyway, but um, yeah. So, but we, um, you had told me about the Oster um, bread maker that it had a gluten-free setting, just kind of how we had talked about last time with the rise, second rise. And I really mm-hmm. am all about like whatever's easiest, mm-hmm. and simplest, you know. Um, so I kind of set out to find one, and we had talked about the store Tuesday morning that you had mm-hmm. seen them there one time, and they were a good deal, and. I'm also all about a good deal, and yeah. so I kind of went out to set out to find one, and I went to our closest store where I usually shop Tuesday morning, the one that I usually go to, and met a very nice salesperson who, as it turned out, his sister is just recently went gluten-free, and he had no idea about this bread machine or the um, gluten-free setting. So I'm educating people along the way, yeah. I guess. You're already teaching um, people. Yes. Um, as others are helping me. But um but anyway, so we, we um looked it up. They didn't have one at the store and you know, sometimes you have to kinda look around there for stuff. It's hidden, but they didn't have one at the store. But this um young man gave me the the call number or whatever, however they catalog things. Mm-hmm. And there's a one eight hundred number for Tuesday morning. You can't get it online. I looked it up online, but he gave me this um one eight hundred number and the call number, and you call the one eight hundred number and put in the item that you want, and then put in your zip code, and it tells you which stores near you um, have them and how many they have as of you know the close of the business day mm-hmm. um, previous. So I called this number and found out. I mean, just the next town over had one. And so then I called that store and said, hold it for me, and I'll be right over. So that's, you know, kind of how it worked out. And it was thirty nine ninety nine, and it has that's it great. has multiple settings. Mm-hmm. But I was looking online, even on eBay. I thought, well, maybe I can get it on eBay, like a new one, of course. But 
Um, but even on eBay, the new ones are still, I think they were more like in 80, oh, more $80, you know. Yeah, that's that's so why I thought that that bread machine was such an incredible yeah. deal. That And that yeah. actually is the bread machine that I took with me to Iowa this weekend. So I travel with that one because, you know, it works just fine. And yeah. if it were to get damaged by TSA or whatever, it's not that big of a deal because it's only $39 as opposed to every other bread machine I've seen out there is, you know, 100 or more. And the Zodorushi two or three hundred dollars so you know it's definitely something that you know especially if you're looking at just experimenting or trying your hand for the first time at making bread you want to not make a huge financial investment and it's a great machine it works pretty well so i'm glad you were able to to figure out your navigate your way through that and and find one because i didn't know if they had them anymore so that's awesome good good job jessica anyone who has a tuesday morning near them um you know, you can call and find out like which which one. Do you want me? To yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. And so, have you tried it out yet? Have you made any bread? Yes, we did. We made um, one one loaf. We had used like a mix, not not mm-hmm. your mix, but another mix that I had just bought at the store and actually intended to just kind of make by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. My husband and I liked it. Um, my one daughter, who's not gluten free. Um, Said it was okay, but she said it's too sweet. I'd like frosting on it, which you know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then you know, I mean, the baby, the two-year-old doesn't really eat anything. So, and Abby thought it was you know okay. Um, so I'm not sure if it was just the mix. It was definitely like a little sweeter than they're used to. You know, they're kind of used to. I unfortunately introduced them to Wonder Bread over the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they they kind of. I've gotten used to that sort of like airy, you know, mm-hmm. which it's definitely more dense, the homemade bread. So, well, I I'm think they'll love the bread yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely, you know, lighter and more airy. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, it's, um, yeah. So we're, we will continue to experiment, you know, with that, um, with the bread machine. But they were all very excited. They got up in the morning. Too and you know oh is that the homemade bread and peeking in the little window and you know so I think we just we really will just need to experiment with it mm-hmm. um, a little bit more so well I just I have to give you accolades for all of the trials that you have gone through I mean you are just diving in you know head first with everything and you're having great success because of it because you're not just dipping your toe in the water you know i mean you're absolutely you're making bread you're making tortillas you're making pizza you're making cupcakes you're you know going out to restaurants you're you know learning and teaching along the way and i just you know everything you're doing is so fantastic and you know obviously you're daughter and the rest of your family are the beneficiaries of that but you should feel very very proud of yourself and all that you've been able to accomplish in this last month and thank you for sharing that with us and and your wonderful tips too because i think there'll be a lot of people who'll be eager to you know try some of this stuff out and and just like you said like you try a mix and you know it's not the greatest and your family doesn't love it so what then you try a different mix or you try a different recipe it doesn't mean that you failed you're experimenting and um it's even for people who have been living gluten-free for a long time there are more products 
products that come out every single day, more recipes every single day. Keep trying because you won't know if there's something better until you try. And one thing might appeal to your family and something else might appeal to someone else's family. doesn't make it wrong or right. You just have to figure it out for yourself. So thank you again for your time and for sharing all of these great tips with us and um, absolutely for your positive energy, which I hope um, you know everyone listening can absorb some of that and take it on and pass it themselves because you really are really a fantastic um, bundle of energy and and gluten-free and making this transition. And and I know Abby will definitely, you know, be the better for it as well. So thank you again for your time. Thank you. um, Sure. Anytime you have extra, you know, gluten-free goodies you want me to taste test, I'm happy to do that for you. Like, it's a service, you know. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, you know, yeah, as a gold standard to kind of tell. Yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah, it's just it's just Everyone a mission. Everyone has to have an mine. expert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Thanks. take care, Jessica. All the best to you Thanks. and your family and all of your baking adventures. Cannot wait to hear more. Thanks so much, Jules. Bye bye. Bye bye.